0: um here for the first time, or listening online, it's so good to have you. Just say hi to a few people as the children go to their um, amazing time together. For all the workers, do catch up on the word. It's going to be really important today. Uh, bye-bye. It's going to be really important to hear the word, so <clears throat> don't forget to catch up and listen. Praise God. Okay, well, um, for those of us who uh, haven't known Pastor Colin very well or maybe have just started visiting the church, I know we've got quite a few new people joining us um, online as well as in-house and we've got a lot of people away so I really do want this word to go out to all of those part of Kingdom Faith Southwest but um, just part of the bigger Kingdom Faith family. Um, Pastor Colin Urquhart, both the founder of Kingdom Faith and our apostle, went to be with the Lord on Monday and the family Um, are very grateful for all all the love and prayers that we, I know, as a church, individually in our our homes, we've prayed for them in their loss, Caroline, Pastor Clive, uh, Andrea and Claire, and their partners and grandchildren as well, that they will experience God's comfort. God is able. God is able. God is able to comfort those who mourn. And, And we believe in the power of God to go through every season of life uh, and that God's grace is there for them. But we, as the body of Christ, have lost a great general. And that is something that we want to do this morning is, is honour, uh, in some small way, what he has meant a little bit to the worldwide body of Christ, but what he has also meant to us individually as church leaders here and to uh, you as part of Kingdom Faith here in Taunton. And I know this isn't going to be easy, so uh, we're trusting in the grace of God to be able to share some of these things. As I said, he was a a great apostle. An apostle is a gift from God. It's one of the fivefold ministries. And an apostle lays a strong foundation. Is is what is biblically a master builder. And Paul actually said that the master builder lays a strong foundation. And there is no other foundation to be laid other than Jesus Christ. He is the foundation. And Pastor Collins' allegiance and passion and devotion to the one and only Jesus Christ... Um, was seen and heard throughout many nations. And Paul also says, be careful how you build on this foundation. To everybody who is building leadership and anybody in any local church, be careful how you build. Don't use human things, build with eternal things. The church of Jesus Christ is built with the word of God and the Holy Spirit he uh, was a great teacher of the word, uh, mighty in faith and in the Holy Spirit. And he spent his life saying, Behold your God. He lifted up who Jesus is, who God is, and he believed that the word and the spirit was enough to change the church and change the world. And so his ministry was literally uh, a radical ministry. I remember hearing him say uh, that when he was ordained as a C of E minister, he said he had got a degree in unbelief. And he said after his degree in unbelief, he then decided to treat the word of God as the word of God to believe. ...and not theorize, but to believe every word of scripture. And as students in the Bible college, which many students from all over the world came... ...and have gone back to many nations all over the world and changed their nation for God. He would say to them, God doesn't give a fig about your opinion, which would offend the flesh. But actually what he was saying is in all things in everything in life and everything in the church, uphold the word of God. He wrote over 45 books, and he had, uh, Pastor Clive wrote it in his um, recent email, He he had seasons of revival, and he was a great influencer in our nation. Far more than perhaps you and I really know, Pastor Colin pioneered a way of faith and the power of the Holy Spirit in our nation. And he was a great equipper of the body of Christ. But he also traveled internationally and we have had a call from God for many years, Pastor Andrew and I, to travel to Italy all over the nation and be used by God there. But Pastor Colin is actually so loved and known all the way from, it's a boot, Italy, looks like a boot, from the cap of the boot right up to the top of the boot, all over the nation. But also from Rwanda, Burundi, all Zimbabwe, all nations in Africa, Australia, New Zealand, Europe, the States... I know his books have even gone further than that. So the influence internationally is extraordinary. And his life was truly a life set apart. And his descendants, you can't count them. You can't count them. And so we honor and love him and his ministry as individuals. We were part of uh, the Bible college we first met, Pastor Colin. I personally met him over 30 years ago. How young am I? And um, just a rookie, newly saved, had kind of spent three years giving up my house, following Jesus where he led me, and the Lord called me to be trained. And my goodness me, God must have loved me so much to put me under Pastor Colin's ministry, is all I can say. And I know some of you um, are much closer than others here today and are grieving in different ways. But I think we can all honor the greatness of this gift that this man has been to each one of us. But I um, was within the first term, he summoned me to the office for the first time in the Bible College. And honestly, I must say I was a bit scared of him. Because uh, he carried such an authority and a straightness, and he could you, those blue eyes would look at you, and it was like you were going through an x ray and he saw right through and i would I always found him scary, and I would always sit at the back, but one day I was summoned, and i couldn 't believe I thought I, he was going to sack me. I honestly thought i 'm going home, and i didn 't have a home at that point. I sold up, so I was like. <laughs> I'm going to be chucked out, and he sat me down in the office and he said, uh, "Okay, tell me, um, tell me about your your past and how you got saved." So I told him three years ago what happened to me, and he said, "Right." I'm like, he said, um, "What do you believe God's call on your life is?" Oh, I said, "I don't tell anybody that." <laughs> and. And he he sat under a lamp, and it was like, you know, it was a high-pressure situation. It was like an interrogation. This light was over him in his armchair, and he sat there. And I said, oh, no, I don't. If it's going to happen, God will do it. I don't talk about it. Oh, he said, the Lord's told me that you need to tell me. I said, well, you haven't told me, but anyway. (laughs) I said, all right, I'll tell you. So I shared it with him. And I said to him, of course, I really, to me, I, don't, I have no idea whether it's going to happen or not. And, I, and he just said, I believe in you. The most powerful words that I didn't even believe in myself. And he said, I believe in you. And from that moment, he said, you're going to be traveling with me. And I'd like you to come and live with us, Caroline and I. And I was like, don't know whether I'd like that. Imagine living with that guy. Yeah, but it was such an honor. And it was there, actually through him, that we met. Pastor Andrea was serving on the team. And we began to uh, minister in the Bible college. Um, I was traveling all over with him, serving him really, just as a servant and praying and, and doing whatever I could to make his life and his ministry go. And um, uh, we, we eventually... I was teaching in the Bible College and eventually God raised us up to um, traveling ministry together and to travel all over nations and preach the word of God. But always to come back under Pastor Collins' leadership and wisdom and guidance. And... Um, I would say um, there is no man greater that has influenced my life. Uh, Jesus said to go and make disciples, didn't he? To all of us. Didn't he? Well, Pastor Colin made me and made Pastor Andrea. And so actually we're making you because Pastor Collins made us. That's how things work. And you're making people. That's how discipleship works or should be working in your life to hand on and shape and equip the next generation. That's the vision that Jesus has for each one of us. And people don't like to hear, well, somebody made you. No, it was all God. No, it wasn't. Because somebody paid a price uh, to actually show me how to live. And I'm just going to read 2 Timothy 3.10 just to you. You don't need to turn there. But this is what I... Um, has been my experience. Paul said to Timothy, you've carefully followed my doctrine, and that's what we've done. His manner of life, the way he's lived, is for real. Genuine. His purpose, unstoppable. His faith, changed everything. His patience or long-suffering, my goodness me, he was. His love for God and the body of Christ and for us. His perseverance, he never not carried on. He never backed off. And also his persecutions and afflictions. And we've been honoured in the last month to be included. He's called us many times up to the last week of his life and talked talked through with us to ask to stand with him in the latest, the last battle that he was facing, which has been such a privilege and an honour for us. So, his endless seal, his upholding the word of God above all things and exalting the name of Jesus. His belief that we should meet with God, not just sing songs, encountering God to be changed. And his purpose of kingdom faith. What a perfect name. Kingdom it's all about the kingdom and it's all about faith. And he counted all things lost for the sake of knowing Jesus. Didn't matter what it was, it was his pursuit. I want to know him and then once he knew him and what he wanted to do and say, he would reveal him. And we have been blessed and entrusted with much as a church to go on in the same purpose, manner, love, faith, perseverance, opposition. We're going to go. Now, Pastor Andrew is just going to come and share um, a little bit about her, what she wants to share really about Pastor Colin. And then I'm going to bring a word that I believe... Um, is going to be vital for the next season. And there he is, look. Can I just say about that photograph, um, just to describe, we love that one of him in the Czech shirt. All of them are wonderful. Love the one of him and Caroline. That was when he um, was here last time in March, um, just over a year ago, wasn't it? Before the pandemic. It was the last travelling Ministry before lockdown. Actually, he came here. Oh, and he would love to go out with us on the Friday night. He—it was—he just—we just just loved it. Friday night was our time, the four of us together. We just had such a great time. But the one on the top with with Pastor Clive is wonderful because that's the—he would do a shindig at Faith Camp, where on the last night of Faith Camp there'd be a praise party. And he would have this washboard. He was famous for it. And that was the instrument he would play uh, as the band played, Praise. But this is Pastor Clive probably doing FaceTime with his son, Joe, in America. Three generations of believers there. Praise God. Isn't it a great photo? Now, you're going to say something.
1: I've really asked the Lord, oh gosh, I've got deep voice suddenly. <laughs> <laughs> I've really asked the Lord to uh, order my emotions for this because it's, it's not easy to, to pay tribute to such a great, amazing man. And um, we, as Pastor Judith shared, we have been privileged to know the man behind the ministry, um, the man off the platform. And he, he really did live what he preached. Um, he loved to laugh. If he had a good joke, he absolutely loved to tell it. um, But it was amazing, he could talk about all sorts of things, of course, but always, somehow, he would bring it back to Jesus. He had an amazing skill, really, but it's because of his heart. What we do is all out of the heart, isn't it? Because of his heart for the Lord. It always came back to Jesus, but not in a religious, uh, here we go way, in a, okay, tell us what you know. What well, have you heard? It was fresh. His, his life in God was fresh. You know, it was current. Uh, he'd just heard something and he was wanting to share. He, really, the Lord was his best friend. And, and he honoured him as his Lord through, through everything, really. He never wanted the spotlight on himself, ever. Ever, ever, ever. Uh, he took a platform, if he believed the Lord was to take, he was to take the platform simply to bring the will of God and glory to his Jesus. That's, that's the reason for every day of his life, was to do the will of God and to give glory to Jesus. And um, he had this habit for many years, I'm sure some of you know this, but of waking in the early hours, sort of three and four in the morning. And I remember we asked him about that, and he said, oh no, I never set an alarm. The Spirit would wake me. Occasionally it wouldn't happen. But often it did. And and he would go and he would have time with his Jesus. And I remember saying to him once, you know, did you ever feel like just sort of turning over? And and he said, Well the thing is he was his treasure. He knew he'd receive treasure. And the Lord was his joy. Genuinely he got his joy and his life and his wisdom from those times. And um, it was too good to miss, I remember him saying. (laughs) Too good to miss. And I, on the Saturday before he went to be with the Lord, I picked up his book. If, If you haven't read this book, I really highly recommend it. It's a small book, thin, not many pages. But I tell you, it's a profound book. And it is as he was and how his ministry was. Every sentence is profound, but actually really simple. He took the profound truths of the gospel and put them in such a simple way. Uh, And I I highly recommend this book. But in it, uh, he talks, as he so often did, about the power of speaking the word over your own life. And I just want to share a scripture. I'm sure I have read it before, but when I read it in his book, I thought, I've never read that before. It's from Daniel chapter 10 and verse 19. Uh, To Daniel the Lord says, peace, be strong now, be strong. And he said, these are words that I have used to great effect in prayer. When you receive these as words spoken to you personally by the Lord, then you can receive his peace and his strength. Peace, be strong now. Be strong. And he would do that. He would speak God's word over his life so that he received, he came to faith. And in that moment, he received both God's peace and God's strength. And he would take it with with whatever scripture the Lord led him to. And he's taught us, hasn't he, to do that. And he said, and it's so true, isn't it? He said, the power's not in the thinking. Don't think it. Don't read it silently. Speak it. The power is in speaking it over your life. And um and just the clarity of of how to live the Christian life. I'm not gonna read too much more, but I was trying to pick out things I haven't finished it yet, but I'm underlining as I go and there's a lot of underlining to do. He used to underline his Bible in different colours. I don't know, some of you may know that. He had um, you know, just I, I do the same. But uh just things that really spoke to him personally. John 16:33. I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And just the clarity of this, the world gives trouble, the Lord gives peace. That is the contrast and shows us where our trust must be. The world gives trouble, the Lord gives peace. I mean, how clear is that? Shows us where our trust must be. And he had this strong trust in Jesus because of his love of the Word and his love really for the presence of the Holy Spirit. He loved the Spirit and the Word in equal measure. You know, ne- never either or. And the statement, um, Pastor this referenced it already, the statement that Pastor Clive issued to share with the world that he'd gone to be with the Lord, he spoke about these seasons of revival... Oh, I can't look at him. Oh, these seasons of revival that he experienced through his ministry, manifestations really of the Spirit, that not only signs and wonders and miracles, but whole communities waking up I'm talking about non-Christians, waking up to the reality of God and getting saved. People would walk in the church building and come under such a strong conviction that they had to get their life right with God. People would meet members of the congregation at that time and just start asking questions and come under this heavy conviction, and it was the work of God. But I tell you, it happened because this man pursued his God and was prepared to surrender Yield so that he would be filled full of God and the life of God would impact those around him. And as we've heard, it went far and wide and to many, many, many thousands of people. A few of us here have been privileged to go to... I I was looking at the name. It really hit me fresh. It was called Kingdom Faith Revival College because actually he lived for that. Everything he did was to see this outpouring manifestation of god in the church that would absolutely reach the world and compel the world and um, he was just an amazing man i'm going to finish with this the spirit always honors the word as pastor colin did and in 2009 he released this his translation of the new testament the truth And um, he said he he didn't want to do it. I mean, who would? What an undertaking. Um, But the Lord clearly made it really clear to him that he was to do it. And I just sat down um, and started... I'd never read it. I I started to read the introduction to it. And I just want to share what he said, what he wrote. I trust that those who use this version will discover the benefit of reading whole books or sizable sections of the longer books at a single sitting. Just love his clarity. Just made it, you know, just made everything clear and understandable. That they will be gripped by the unfolding revelation of the text. This has been an awesome task and one that has been approached with an overwhelming sense of humility. Oh, sorry. These two words, humility and responsibility, it's the way he lived his life. Humility and responsibility. I've been handling what is holy and has the capacity to transform the lives of those who read it. I pray that all readers, experienced or inexperienced in the things of God, will know the spirit of truth, guiding them into the truth of the word with fresh understanding, so that the word will then be translated into action in their lives. For we are all called not only to read God's word, but to live it. And I, I I didn't know how to end this, but I thought, to, I, I wish I could raise a glass. It would be a glass of red wine, because that was, he loved a glass of red wine or two. And I would just say to Pastor Colin Urquhart, what a man, what a man, what a ministry. And Lord, we thank you for him. We thank you for every seed that he has planted in our hearts. And I pray for myself and I pray for everybody here that those seeds will not be stolen. They won't be choked. They won't be um, just taken in any way and come to nothing. But Lord, we pray that they will take root and bear fruit for your glory and, and to reach the world which was how he lived and what he lived, and, Lord, how we want to live the rest of our days, Lord. Uncomplicated, really, by the stuff of flesh and the world. But as we started at the beginning, fixing our focus on you and letting you be the Lord who leads us. Thank you, Lord. You're a God of joy. Thank you. Your yoke is easy. Your burden is light. And we pray, Lord, that we will walk forward by the Spirit. He's equipped as well. Pastor Collins equipped as well to run our race. And we pray, Lord, that we will run it well for your glory. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord.
0: Yeah. Yes, 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 and amen to all of it. Um, Just a couple more things just to honor personally. You know, um, having a gift in ministry is different to being a leader. He had both. Um, He was an apostolic leader. And a leader um, is someone who takes people from where they are, to where, leader in God, to where God wants them. And um, one of the most important things he taught me, and sometimes I know that we stir up in you, because he did it for me, I'll do it for you too, was that you don't give any room for the flesh. So when you worship, you worship with all that you are and not sit down and slumber. And I remember him saying, you know, getting quite frustrated when the room went quiet in praise. Because for him, Jesus was always worthy and he trained me to be strong in praise and in expression of thanksgiving to shout to the lord which a lot of the church don't want to do because they don't feel like it and he moved you out of feelings and into obedience to the word he also taught me strong prayer to release the spirit to pray in the spirit and release the holy spirit because um, a people who remain silent and internalized will never see a move of God. And prayer is crying out to the one who is able to save. Just like Jesus in the days of his flesh, he cried out with loud cries and tears. And so Pastor Colin would always challenge my flesh and the flesh of the church so that we would move away from living uh, in the flesh and move into the spirit it was all for the purpose of God but literally he would shape in every meeting how we were to live and to serve the Lord and for me personally it did me a whole lot of good even though it made me extremely uncomfortable and at times I thought again I don't feel like it but he really moved me beyond feelings into obedience to serve the Lord in the way that he asks us to serve him, according to truth. Um, Another thing as a great and strong leader is that he was never led by human opinions. And he often would say in kind of discipleship moments, well, you know, when people would go off and do their own thing, he said, well, they've always had their own agenda. They've never served God's agenda. And he was so clear about how people lived. He was so, um, in his last years, he often spoke about offense in the church and people leaving churches because he saw it as totally unbiblical and so against the commitment that God calls from every member of the body to be set in a place to serve. And so for him to not have a committed body life was to not really understand what it is to serve God in this generation. And he would say offense is probably one of the greatest enemies in people's lives because it removes them from fellowship with God and fellowship with their brothers and sisters in Christ. And so he set a straight course. He was never fad orientated. He didn't move off on side issues. Some people just have one arm of the ministry, but as an apostle, he preached the whole counsel of God's word and he kept a straight course, which I have been blessed and graced to uh, follow. But now, now we are in a new era and we will be, Uh, Honouring and praying for Pastor Clive as he takes up the leadership overall of Kingdom Faith. And I want to say with all of our hearts here that we will honour and pray for him and believe God with him for a Holy Spirit surge in the next generation. That we will see all kingdom faith churches and all leaders and all members of the church begin to move with God in a new way. But Pastor Colin um, gave some last words to his family which he intended to be handed on to his spiritual family. That means us. And it's always quite difficult and it's very precious to... um, Excuse me, I'll just pick this up to um, hear someone's last words. Because it means so much more for the family. And I don't want to diminish um, their uh, grief in this moment. But I do know that as Pastor Clive, as he was telling me, I said, can I preach it? He said, absolutely preach it. So it is what Pastor Colin wanted for us to do and they are very important last words and the family um, found it difficult to to hear what he was saying but these are the last words take the stick raise the banner take the stick raise the banner now initially I thought well that must mean the baton and he got it wrong. But typical of Pastor Colin, Colin, the most clear thinker, who knew exactly what words meant. That when he said stick, he meant stick. And Pastor, Col- uh, Pastor Clive rang me the next day and said, It's not a baton. We've prayed as a family. He meant stick. He really did mean stick. And I said, well, what is a stick? <laughs> he said, and this is how he described it, He said, um, I know what a banner is. Um, A banner, just let me unpack a bit about a banner because a banner actually represents, uh, the general would lead out into military um, battle, an army. And the banner would symbolize the power under which they went to battle in. And so the banner over the church is Jesus. He is Lord that he is the presence and power and victory of the church. But if a general fell in the field, the banner would go down, would be dropped. But if someone would pick it up, it would mean the church would rally under Christ again. And move forward in victorious battle. And so the stick is the stick on which the banner uh, is exalted and lifted high. And so he meant for us to hear that we are to, as leaders here, as Pastor Clive and the leaders of all the Kingdom Faith Churches, is to pick up the stick, the banner, and raise the word of God And the victory of the cross and exalt the name that is above every name. That we come under his victory and can march forward in victorious battle. That's what Pastor Colin said in his last words. He honored the Lord and the next move of God in the next generation. Because there has to be an advance of the kingdom under the king. Now, you know, if a banner went down, the army, if they couldn't see the the banner, would get confused in the battle and dispersed, scattered. But when when the the banner is raised, it would rally and unite in purpose again. And we have a God-given purpose here in Kingdom Faith Southwest, that we are under the banner of Jesus Christ and that all that has been pioneered previous to this has already been won. The ground has already been won, but we're going to take new ground as the church of Jesus Christ. The banner also um, gave a confidence and a faith that our God won every battle, that even if someone falls in the field, we are to lift up the victory of the cross and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, um, the biblical kind of reference point that God put on my heart is from Exodus. And uh, just to share this, to kind of... um, Give some insight from the word. Excuse me. And this is a well-known story. When the enemy came against the people of God, Moses actually said, "I'm going to go up on top of the hill with my staff, uh, with uh, Aaron and her, these two other guys, and Joshua. You take the army and you get out and fight down on on the ground." So the army were down there fighting. Um, And Moses was up on the hill with his staff, lifting up his hands. And I don't know if you've lifted up your hands for an hour before. Imagine all day. You can't... You you get tired. And the story... The the, the story goes, the word uh, describes this spiritual victory here. That when the rod was lifted up, there was an advance... On the ground with the troops, the church moved forward, essentially, is what he's saying, and won victories. But when Moses started to get tired and drop his hands, and the 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 rod came down, there was a an advance of the enemy. And so um, Aaron and her put us down there, and. Actually supported his arms so that he could continue to be sustained, to lift up the, um, the rod of God, the victory and the power of God 's presence amongst his people, because God 's the victory of the church, not the size or the strength of human power, but it's the power of God is the victory of the Church of Jesus Christ, prayer, worship, lifting up the name and the word. And then, after the victory had been won, the Lord spoke to Moses and said, in verse 14, the Lord said to Moses, write this for a memorial in the book. That's the Bible now. Uh, We've got it here. And recount in it, in the hearing of Joshua, that I will utterly block out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. And Moses built an altar and called its name, The Lord is My Banner. Because, he said, the Lord has sworn the Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. And we have a war with an enemy in this generation. Where there is a spiritual battle going on for the souls of a people in our nation. There is a war for your victory, personally, as a family, as an individual. There is a spiritual war and the only way that we can win is if we exalt the lord who is our banner or our victory yes. and this is what is significant in this is that moses said i want the next generation to know just as pastor colin has said i want the next generation to know yes. and take up this revelation this morning and say it's our turn to take up the banner and run the race not to look and and we are grieving and we will grieve but to not leave it there but to pick up and say come on church let's move forward in victorious battle united together as the army of the Lord What a word to give and pray and believe for as an individual, will you pick up the banner? Will you exalt the word and the name and the victory of Jesus Christ over your life? And will we as a people, we've said yes already, by the way, but we're going to pray together as as a family church here. Raise up the banner together for the Lord. And move on in victorious battle. It's easy to lose. And leave. What someone else carried. You understand that don't you? It's easy to drop. And allow. Everything to get natural. And to just stop moving forward. But there is a rally cry. In those last words take the stick and raise the banner of victory and move forward in advance. But you know, there's something else that I believe God wants to do today apart from respond to those words. And I believe God wants to do something fresh in the power of the Holy Spirit. And just going to look at a couple of scriptures from two kings and then we're going to pray together. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, thank you for Pastor Colin even giving this faith vision and direction for Pastor Clive and for every Kingdom Faith Church leader, for us included, Lord. Thank you. We receive. We receive. In uh, 2 Kings chapter 2, um, Elijah, Elijah uh, was the greatest of the Old Testament prophets. Why? Because he, he didn't just do amazing miracles. You know, his prayer life was phenomenal. He prayed for rain and rain came. He prayed for drought and drought came. He spoke and things happened. So uh, he was an amazing man of God like Pastor Colin. But the time in, in, in um, verse 1, it says the time had come where the Lord was about to take Elijah up in a whirlwind. And do you know, I, I just believe with all of my heart that the Lord took Pastor Colin and that he had a great deliverance. It was so short that it had to be supernatural, that he was taken up so quickly. And the Lord came for him. But there is this strange story about Elisha and Elijah. Now, Elisha was the servant of Elijah. And he was called from a young man to leave everything and begin to follow this man of God. And he was someone who, uh, biblically speaking, you wash someone else's hands, means you're their servant. You live to serve them, you do whatever they need, whatever is required of that uh, man of God, you, you, you get it done. Because you, you have an honor and a respect of who they are, and you're called to it. So Elisha would follow and see and learn and be trained by his life, his teaching, the way he heard God, the way he would actually confront the powers and principalities. Do you remember I believe the greatest um, miracle of Elijah, this is me speaking, was to turn people's hearts back to God. When on Mount Carmel there was this contention, why do you waver between two opinions? If God is God, serve him. And there was this demonstration of the power of God came and the people turned to God and say, God, Yahweh, he is God. And in that moment, they realized they needed to make changes. And that was Pastor Collins' ministry. Actually, he turned hearts back to God. He turned nations to the Lord. What a man, like Elijah. And so to lose such a man in a nation is a significant event. It's far more significant than... uh, and then I think we realize. And Elisha knew it. And there's this strange story. Elijah says to Elisha, Look, I'm going on to Bethel. I'm going on to Jericho. I'm going different phases. And, and he'd say, You stay here, Elisha. Elisha would say, I'm not staying here. I'm going with you. So he would go. And then Elijah would say to him, No, no, you stay here. I'm going on. And Elisha would say, I'm not going to go. And there was something different about Elisha that was different from people who just wanted a word or a miracle. Because he didn't just love the gift, he loved the man. And there's a whole world of difference in just having words of knowledge and the gifts of the Spirit and an honor of a ministry to actually loving the person. And Elisha loved this man and honored who he was and so he says i'm not going anywhere i'm going to follow you all the way through other prophets came and said did you know your master the one who is over you interestingly the one who is over you and he has been over us we've been under his leadership because all of us are over someone or need to put ourselves under a leader in this church you are under us as leaders, so there is a spiritual authority and Elisha said he heard these words, these prophets were saying, you know he's going to be taken from you today and Elisha said, don't speak of it it's too much, don't speak of it I believe that was the spirit in which he said knowledge is one thing but I love him and so he followed him all the way through to the point where Elisha was about to be taken up by the Lord. And you can read the story. I'm just praising it because of what God wants to do this morning. Elijah said to Elisha, ask, because he'd stuck. There was kind of a new opening of favor. He said, ask, what is it you want me to what do you want, want to, to happen? And Elisha asked for a double portion of the spirit was on, that was on Elijah. Do you remember? I want a double portion. Basically, he said, In losing you, I need God. And I could say, in losing him, we need God. You understand? Because this generation isn't going to be one with words only, but with power. And God wants to turn this generation and its hearts back to God. That's his purpose for this nation, to turn a nation back to himself. And it will only happen through a church that, yes, have been discipled, have followed faithfully, but are in a place to say, actually, in losing you, we need something from God. And with all of my heart, as your leader, I would say that's what I need. And that's what Pastor Colin needs. Sorry, what Pastor Clive needs. And it's what, individually, you need. It's not just about the leaders, it's about the whole body of Christ. That we need something from God. And you know, as he was taken up... (laughs) Elijah said, if you see me, go, it'll happen for you. And he stayed focused, Elijah stayed focused on just being there. And what fell was a mantle. Now, a mantle was a coat that someone wore, but it also represented their authority. And it represented the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit on that man's life. And of course, where we're going, we don't need that. Heaven, all things are fulfilled. And he has received his reward. He's being honoured by Jesus. But for us here on earth, we recognise we need to pick something up today. And as a church, we want to pick up the stick, raise the banner, but we need God. We need the Holy Spirit because we are living in days of such compromise where so many have gone away from the Word of God, where so many live for themselves and not for the purpose of God. And where actually our world is crying out for the one and only Savior, Jesus Christ. And they don't even know him. But in order to see what God wants doing, both here in in Taunton and this region, but also in our nation, we need the Holy Spirit. And we need without measure and without limit. And so we have to respond this morning because we are called by Pastor Colin and the Lord to do so, to actually take up the victory of the name and the word of God and to say we are under the Lord Jesus Christ, rallying together. And lifting up his victory, his blood, his covenant, his promises, his presence that never leaves us. But also we're going to ask this morning for a fresh grace of the spirit to come upon us. So that as Elisha saw him go he picked up that mantle he went back to an obstacle because there will be many and he used his faith and acted as if he'd already received what he'd asked for the manifestation didn't come until the action but when he acted the Jordan parted And he saw the supernatural power of God move. And that, beloved saints of God, is what we stand for. A supernatural, powerful move of God that will turn many to Jesus Christ. Let's march on together as a people united, because that's where the victory is rallying together under the one Jesus Christ we hope you've enjoyed this message from Kingdom Faith Southwest for further information log on to kingdomfaithsw.com.